Welcome to the Ready Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Case Lane, and this is your podcast if you are thinking it's time to take control of your future and have the lifestyle you really want by starting your own business. This is episode 26, Turn Good Habits into Your DNA. Okay, here are a few good habits. Let's say the ability to get up early in the morning with a smile on your face. Cleaning up after yourself automatically without anyone telling you to do something. Completing a task from beginning to end, like not rolling it over onto your to-do list for the 17th time. Listening. Actually listening to other people. Being on time. Yep. Showing up when you said you would. And saving money. Just making it happen. Making sure you've got something saved. Now, those are good habits to have, right? And do you wish that you could or would automatically do all those kind of good behavior actions whenever you're supposed to? You know, all those activities that make you think you are actually a strong person achieving your goals, like starting your own business. You know, there are people that do that, right? Those really efficient people, really organized, that just seem to be able to get through all those activities easily. And imagine if the process for actually doing that, actually becoming that person who just sort of embeds good habits into their life. And imagine if the process of just being that person of who embeds good habits into your life is just, that's not an annoying or a, a burden type of process to accomplish, that you could actually do that. What if you could build good habits into your everyday life and not have to be reminded to make an exception? You see, like having good habits is a skill on the road to success, right? Those people who are consistently able to perform and get things done are the people who end up completing the work necessary to achieve lifestyle freedom by starting a business and becoming an entrepreneur. Those that don't kind of have to settle for a life of struggle, right? Because you never actually manage to get it all together. So how do you make yourself that person who is the one who has good habits embedded in your DNA. And of course, I don't mean literally embedding it into your DNA because I don't know how that happens, but there's a way to do it where you can start thinking and being that person by focusing on six key abilities, desire, effort, progress, consideration, reliability, and thrift. Now, I know you're thinking, okay, I've heard all that before. I know what I'm supposed to do. I know that that's how it happens. So how do you actually do it? How do you make those abilities part of the person that you are on a daily basis? If you, everybody knows what that's what you're supposed to do, but nobody's able to do it, there's a disconnect somewhere, right? You know, there are a gazillion self-help books that are just full of ideas for developing good habits. But how many people do you know actually started the process, like they in that best-selling book, and then we're never able to keep it going. You want to be one of the people who functions at the highest level of competency at the all times, right? You know who those people are. They're always very efficient. So how do you become that person? How do you do it? And why is it so difficult to embed these habits into our DNA? Like you start them, right? So why can't you keep them going? Why can't you just live in success mode all the time? What does it take to turn your good habits into your DNA so that they're just there. Let's start with desire. To set yourself off on the right direction to embed good habits into your DNA, your figurative DNA, you have to want the goals you are striving for. 
And wanting doesn't mean, yeah, you want to be rich and do nothing for the rest of your life. That's, that's cool. That, that's a want. But in this case, we are talking about where you want something at the level where you are absolutely committed to figuring out how you could get it. So if you really want to just be rich and do nothing all day, then the desire we're talking about here is the one where you are actually thinking through what the plan is to get rich so you can do nothing. And you're prepared to execute on that plan and make your vision a reality. In other words, you're going to work to ensure you don't have to do any work. Now, the people who are taught you know, to get up early because they just have to do it to do their chores or to go to school, those are people who end up resenting losing that time that they were enjoying while they were sleeping. There's some people, you know, when they get up, they're excited every day. They're anxious to learn. They want to do things because they've got goals. And so they want to be up ahead of everyone else and be ready to go because they want to focus on what they, they're interested in. So you have to match the activities that you're doing with the desire for achievement of a higher goal and convince yourself that the work is worth doing. That's what it takes. If you're thinking that you want to be an entrepreneur with lifestyle freedom, the desire has to be a desire that gets you to actually do the work to achieve your goal. The next one is effort. So, you know, there are habits that require actual physical labor, like cleaning up after yourself. And they're not going to be very sustainable unless you make the practice automatic. Because we don't like doing them. I don't like doing them. We all hate chores. I get it. So you want to avoid that kind of work as much as possible, right? Because you're trying to pursue a life of leisure and lifestyle freedom. So why are you doing chores? So what happens is then we constantly put off those activities that we don't want to do. And then we become more and more anxious because those activities start to pile up and they're literally threatening our peace of mind, right? So how do you make doing a chore part of your DNA? Because that does not sound good. The only way to do it is just to, to force yourself to complete the task in the moment that you are aware that the work needs to be done. Don't let it roll over onto a to-do list. You have to train your brain to do the activity without thinking. So what does that mean? So take, for example, clearing the table. This is how you do it. When you stand up from the table after eating, pick up the plates and the cutlery at the same time. Put them in your hands as you stand. As you walk into the kitchen, go directly to the dishwasher and unload the plates and the cutlery into the racks. Do not stop to place the plates on some other surface or to throw them into the sink where they're going to be all piled up and left for days and then all sorts of bugs and everything will get into the kitchen and, you know, start attacking everything. Just make it one continuous motion and do it without thinking about it. So don't think, oh no, I've got to clear the table and load the dishwasher. Don't think about it. Just don't think. Resist the urge to moan and groan about something you have to do. For every chore that you're, you know, you're actually required to do, make whatever the act is immediately before that and the chore itself the same activity. So you get up and you pick up the plates in one continuous motion. Why are we talking about this? Because this is the same kind of discipline that's going to help you in your business. Train yourself to follow all the way through until the work is done, even the stuff you don't want to do. Because soon you will realize if you do that, that there's no more chores. 
Nothing is haunting you on this to-do list that keeps going on and on forever. It's not going to exist anymore. Okay, the next one is progress. So whenever you have a task that doesn't have a deadline, inevitably it ends up being done on deadline, right? Because you keep putting it off, putting it off, putting it off, and then all of a sudden you actually need to do it and then you rush to complete it. So too often we just don't complete work from beginning to end because we don't feel any sense of urgency. It's like, oh, that's due in two weeks. Okay, I'll do it eventually. And then before you know it, the two weeks is gone. So one way to overcome this sort of lackadaisical approach is focus on one task at a time. You want to make progress by actually completing one thing at a time. So instead of making a to-do list that has 20 or 30 items on it that you have to check off and you're constantly checking and trying to make sure stuff are done, make a list with one item, just one that you have to finish before you get to the next one. So if you are afraid of forgetting your bigger list, you know, the, the big one where you're constantly adding to all the time, write each thing you need to do down on an index card. You remember what that is? So an index card is a piece of cardboard with lines on it. They're white, yellow, pink, blue, whatever. You can buy them in packs anywhere. If you don't want to buy separate index cards, take some pieces of paper and tear them into smaller squares and then just write one item on each square or rectangle or triangle, whatever. Just write them down on one piece of something at a time. And then you place that one card with that one thing to do in a place where you can see it until the thing, the item, the activity, the task is done. Okay? So you're only doing that one thing. And then when it's done, you go on to the next one. Finish the task as if it's the only thing you have to do. So you don't have a list of 20 or 30 things that are freaking you out. Just go ahead and finish that one. Now let's say it's like a really difficult task, like, or it's something that you know is going to take a long time. That's cool. You can have one card visible for three days and only work on that thing for three days. It doesn't matter. Roll it over to the next day and the next. If you keep procrastinating, you're still procrastinating on just that one item. You're not rolling over your list of 277 things to do. You cannot put that card away until that one task is done. And when it's done, go on to the next card. Before you know it, you'll have no more cards to deal with. You'll be all caught up because you would have made incredible progress through your entire list by actually tackling just one thing at a time. The next one, consideration. So where does your mind go when someone is talking to you? You sort of just drift towards whatever unfinished business you have at work, or maybe there was like that bad date that you were on the night before. Do you actually just forget to listen? Now, we're all easily distracted because there's so much going on. And it's not even just actual activities and events and things that are going on around us, but it's our own minds. Our minds are full of all sorts of information that's floating around. So our ability to think about too many things at once is just how we function these days, right? But if you're talking to someone and you fail to listen you could be missing a range of vital information from a heartfelt confession uh, to a work assignment to a critical strategy for your business. So you really have to teach yourself how to hear what others are saying. And one way to do this is simply to focus on their words, hang on their words. That sounds kind of crazy because you're like, well, that's what listening is, right? But a lot of people don't practice it proactively. A lot of people just have their ears open, but nothing, they're not focused on it. You need to make a habit of repeating in your mind the words that are said by that speaker. 
It's like when you're learning another language. If you've ever learned another language, you end up focusing on every word the other person is saying in the other new, in the new language because you're not used to hearing and processing those sounds. And maybe you've only learned a few of them and you haven't learned them all. So you, you need to become familiar with the sound. And the more familiar you become with the sounds, the more fluent you will be. And so therefore, when you are talking to somebody in a second, third, or fourth language, you actually focus, you actually listen. So use that technique when listening to others every day, when you are interacting with with people. This will really help you concentrate on the words the speaker is expressing, and this may force you into understanding and action that supports your own goals, including around your business. Reliability. So when the stresses and strains of modern living began to sort of change our concept of politeness, we got out of the habit of always being on time because we had excuses, right? We could say, oh, the traffic's really bad. Uh, The kids didn't get out of school on time. The holiday shopping is like overwhelming. And we, so we use those excuses to deflect attention away from our own bad habit, which is being tardy, not being on time. And we use all those other words to kind of elicit sympathy for our rat race lives because we're like, well, you know how it is with the traffic and the kids and the holiday shopping. So you don't really need to operate under those excuses because to avoid being late, you just leave earlier, right? Get ready earlier, leave earlier. And I know you're like, I know it's obvious, but I somehow never managed to do it. Give yourself enough time to get where you are supposed to be. So this applies to the meeting that's down the hall, because for some reason people can't seem to make it to meetings that are in the conference room down the hall. Or you're going to dinner across town and you know that dinner hour traffic is a nightmare. You know, it's funny, right? When people have what they consider an important meeting, important to their own self-interest, let's say a senior executive or an investor, wow, everyone's on time, right? People just strive to be on time. It doesn't matter. They leave an hour earlier, like they'll make it. So you should really put that same reliability in your meetings with friends, subordinates, partners, because guess what? The more you just embed that into your life, the more it becomes habit. And that becomes a habit that's part of your DNA and not just a one-off thing when you know you need to get to something because it's in your best interest for you personally. Because what are you doing with everybody else's time if you don't strive to be on time when you agree to be somewhere? So you know how long it will take you to get there. Make a point of preparing ahead. And this is not really, this is not like a trivial thing, right? Sometimes you're running behind the whole day because somebody else was late earlier. So this is something that has to be worked out all the way through the process. And sometimes you can't find the scope to catch up. That's absolutely true. So in that case, you have to start your whole day earlier. And if other people make you late because they're late, you might want to call them out on it. If you can get away with it in whatever the setting is, remind them that that's their faux pas and say it in front of others. Tell them, hey, people are waiting. This is my time and it's valuable. But you don't want to be the one who gets that lecture, right? You don't want to be the one who others are waiting for. So it's up to you to start being on time so that you can avoid being in that situation. All right, let's talk about thrift. I know that sounds like a... 19th century word for the hard scrabbled farmer, but this is critical to so much that we do as entrepreneurs is managing the money. So money comes in, money goes out. How do you keep it around 
for the times when you really need it. We all like to spend money on whatever your favorite thing is, you know, you're going to want to spend, especially if you grew up with little and you've got more now. And if you grew up learning about fear and scarcity of money and you're afraid of how to use it, there's some people who grow up with that fear and scarcity and spend all the money they've got. And there's others that do and don't spend a penny. So there's also, you know, the obligation. Sometimes people feel they've got a lot of money. They should be spending it on others or just spending it on themselves to make themselves feel better, whatever the reason. Everybody's loosely spending money in all sorts of different ways. As you grow your business, it might become detrimental to your chances of having a comfortable and secure future because you're not disciplined. So you need to protect that money and you need to protect it by making sure that you put away a portion of your earnings immediately. So the habit you want to form here is as soon as you are paid with your business, with your salary, with a tip, (laughs) as soon as you are paid, just have that automatic deduction taken and transferred to another account that you do not touch. Put the account in a different bank. So when you go online with your regular bank and you're like paying bills and checking in your accounts and so on, you don't even see that money. Like just put it somewhere you don't even look at it. And that way you're not concerned that you're accumulating lots of money that you want to be spending. Just pretend it's not there. Make a designated percentage of your income, of your incoming revenue, disappear. Not literally, but into your secret account so that it's available to reappear because the key is you want it to reappear when you really need it to exist. So this is about making good habits part of your DNA. And as an entrepreneur, why do you want this? Because you want to be functioning at the highest performance level at all time in everything you do, in all the people you interact with, in the way that you produce your product and your service and you deal with your customers and your partners and your investors. You want to be a high performance person. So you want to be able to function without worrying about the endless to-do list or the chores that are piling up or the lack of money. So think about these six abilities, desire, effort, progress consideration, reliability, and thrift. Once you have implemented the practices that turn your habit-forming fortunes around, you will realize that you are exactly that person you've always admired who lives in success mode all the time. Okay, that's it for episode 26 of the Ready Entrepreneur podcast. Turn your good habits into your DNA. If you have business ideas in your head, you know you want to be an entrepreneur, you're just getting started, you're aspiring, stick with it. Now is the best time in history to start your own business because you have access to the global marketplace of 8 billion consumers through the technology and the resources that are available to everyone who want or need your product or service. So remember, the number one decision to make if you're still a entrepreneur is just to get started on your own business. Once you've made that decision, you'll find yourself operating in this broad, exciting world of the global autonomy with plenty of tools and resources to support you. You can move forward with no more excuses. Be efficient, be consistent, be persistent, and start your business today. This has been episode 26 of the Ready Entrepreneur podcast. Turn good habits into your DNA. If you want to learn more Keep up with the Ready Entrepreneur world, read blogs for rising entrepreneurs, access training, download helpful PDFs, and find resources on getting started with your business, and to sign up for the mailing list so I can keep you up to date with tips, ideas, strategies, giveaways, and other cool stuff, visit readyentrepreneur.com.
let me know your questions and topics you want covered on the podcast. Send me an email at contactcase at readyentrepreneur.com. Thanks so much for listening. This has been the Ready Entrepreneur Podcast with Case Lane.